Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, now, today we're talking about stress and what a normal stress response is. I got to tell you, everybody coming into the office, they have some type of stress response. Now, in psycho world, which is where we're living in now, those stress responses are categorized as diseases. Now, we have a number of different issues coming up with our planet. Now, if you have even the minimal awareness of what's going on, we know that there's a crisis with planets. Uh, we know that the Oceanographic Institute uh, is now saying that within the next 70 years, there'll be a three-foot rise in water levels because of global warming. This is the first summer, uh, I think, ever that in California we had no lemons, and that's because of the heat, the heat waves. Uh, there's over 600 fires uh, last month in British Columbia. There's fires north of the Arctic Circle uh, because of uh, dry uh, air, dry times, no, no water. Uh, the Arctic Circle actually had temperatures of 93 degrees. They say that uh, it's mainly ice-free now in the summertime, but next year it, it may be ice-free completely, which is very, very dangerous for the wildlife there. Now, there's also a huge amount of melting in there, and there's, an, there's tons and tons of uh, frozen methane that is starting to melt, and that's going to increase global warming. So um, the environment, we've got a huge amount of challenges economically. Uh, we know that uh, we have now have a $21 trillion debt, which is because we're printing money in order to stabilize an unstable economy. We used to have our dollar backed by gold, and then in the 70s it changed to backed by petroleum. And now that uh, the petroleum dollar is now changing, uh, we don't have a lot of, um, uh, and, of strength behind our dollar. So we have financial crises. We've tried to export our debt to China. They've been doing very well with taking it. However, they're becoming the, the economic power of the world. And now uh, our economy is buoyed up, uh, or buoyed up by um, a false. Um, we just pr we're printing more money, and if you're printing more money than you actually have, then the dollars that you're printing tend to lose value. So we're seeing a huge amount of devaluation of the dollar, and so this means that property and things that people have invested in are devaluating. And then we look at the health of our population. One in two kids today, 54%, have a chronic illness or disease that they will keep the rest of their life. Uh, the American children have vaccines that are two times, the number of vaccines are over two times greater than any other country on the planet, and our kids are some of the sickest in the world. And it's interesting, a lot of countries don't even keep statistics on autism, uh, so it's really different to get, uh, difficult to get an accurate assessment. So there's also uh, new categories for different diseases, such as PANDAS, which is pediatric, autoimmune, um, neurologic uh, deficits induced by staph or, or streptococcus. So this was been, has been around since 1998. But you've got to figure the kids are getting sicker. 
and because of the environment, the food, and the medical procedures. And so they're being misdiagnosed with diseases. Then you get people in um, adults in this world misdiagnosed with diseases. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, and I say misdiagnosed because if you look at anyone under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, their body is going to respond correctly to those stressors by initiating this automatic response. And the automatic response is through what's called this automatic nervous system. And it's composed of two parts, sympathetic, which keeps you alive under stress. That's the fight or flight. Then the parasympathetic, which is rest, digest, and repair. And that uh, helps you regenerate tissue. Now, the parasympathetic, that regeneration aspect, is generally active at night. And the sympathetic is generally active during the day. But we need a balance of the system. Now, here's the challenge. So if you ta think about the status of our environment, okay, with global warming, a three-foot ocean rise in the next 75 years, that means um, essentially all the infrastructure of the coastal areas are going to need to be reassessed. This means a good hunk of Florida real estate will be uninhabitable in the next 75 years. So this means coastal towns such as New Orleans, Okay, you'll be able to go shopping in the French Quarter with scuba gear. So this is a big deal. So if you're thinking about this, that's going to elevate your stress level. And a normal stress level elevation um, will cause your heart rate to raise. It's going to cause your blood pressure to go up. It's going to cause cholesterol to go up because you need cholesterol to survive in that stressful circumstance. Okay, you're going to need elevations in blood sugar as well. And this is the interesting part because um, people are going to respond correctly given the environment they perceive. So now you could perceive, oh my God, 75 years down the road, we won't be able to live in some parts of California and Florida and uh, New Orleans. Uh, but you can also look at Italy. You can look at all the coastal towns in the Mediterranean. Now, some European communities are looking and planning for this. Just know that there is a drastic change on the planet, and this is environmentally, economically, and socially. Because a number of people think that we can keep on going, living in an infinite existence in a finite world. So there's infinite expansion that you can keep planting um, food in areas that weren't designed to grow food that you're, you're able to build in areas that aren't sustainable. Like, you know, you take a desert area and put 14 million people in there and call it Los Angeles. And then you steal water from the surrounding communities in order to maintain this infinite expansion in a limited field. So uh, there's going to be big changes. However, let's look at the physiology of those changes. What's going on with you? Because if you are in the medical system, that means if you have a medical doctor. Now realize the medical system has only had, um, it, it has, has been around for about 80 years, and it is a complete failure. If you think that the medical doctors, that their diagnosis or categorization of a disease uh, is accurate, let's go over the, the diagnostic wheel, okay? And it's like a wheel of fortune. 
So you go up and you spin this wheel of fortune and you look at all the symptoms. So does the person have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, um, anxiety, stress, poor sleep patterns, constipation, inflammatory bowel disease, low-functioning thyroid, adrenal fatigue, hair loss? Do they have skin conditions such as eczema? Do they have asthma, breathing conditions? Do you realize every condition that I just said is all stress-related? None of these are actual diseases. Okay, they're an adaptive physiologic response based to a, a, a toxic deficient environment. Now, let's say you feed the population toxic deficient food. Let's say you give them bovine growth hormone soaked meat. Let's say you give them glyphosates in the bread products, which just two weeks ago, Monsanto lost the lawsuit that says that the herbicide glyphosate, which is the main ingredient in Roundup, uh, which is in our water supply, it's in our food supply, it's in every cereal box that you got, if the cereal is non-organic, that it's a carcinogen. But beyond that, it's a mineral chelator. So it's sucking the vitamins and, or it's sucking the minerals out of the human being. It's destroying the normal gut flora, which is 80% of your immune system. It's increasing your cancer risk. And since this is in virtually every community, our population is sick now. So after listening to this, where we're coalescing all of the craziness going on in the planet, okay, so trusting where you're going to live, trusting where your next food source is, trusting where your medications are coming from, if you're in that lifestyle, that you actually think your doctor knows what he's doing. Think of this. You got 10 people with a, a diagnosis of high blood pressure. You got the University of Alabama that says for every one drug, blood pressure drug you take, your risk of stroke increases. And then if you're taking three blood pressure drugs, your risk of stroke is greater than that if you, than if you were totally medically unmanaged. We know that, that um, diuretics, which is a blood pressure drug, causes at least 4,000 more hospitalizations a year. We know that calcium channel blockers actually damage the heart. We know that beta blockers, we know that damage the heart. We know decreasing oxygen to the tissue in, the, in your body, because that's what a blood pressure drug does, has a number of different side effects that realizing that high blood pressure is not a disease, it's an adaptive physiologic response to stress. So now we're going to take care of ourselves, we're going to take care of our planet, we're going to eliminate the stress factors in 18 minutes. Yes. Okay, so what do we do? Well, right now, you have to start making decisions. And these decisions are based on your philosophy or your perception. Because if you really are thinking constantly about terrorists, about war, economic collapse, government control, big pharma, the forced vaccinations, uh, you know, all of the terrorists, cancer. Uh, do you know somebody that had cancer? What about strokes? What about global warming? Okay, you can drive yourself crazy with this stuff. But realize, take a step back. Know that each society, and we have thousands of years of documented societies, they go through certain stages. And these stages are very consistent 
we're right now in a crisis period, and crisis period in typical societal changes last about three to four years. So when you look at this, um, originally, and this is the, the cycle of societies, and I've been doing a lot of research on this, and it's really interesting, where originally there's self-sufficient um, groups or villages, and these self-sufficient, they come together, they're um, a leader or a group of leaders will coalesce all these little individual communities into one group for protection or uh, security or growth. And then they t pool their resources and they invest in infrastructure. So they build industry or um, increase farming or food production. They'll build levees. They'll, they'll build the infrastructure to have a greater community. And this greater community and food production uh, cor correlates into an increased populace. So now the population starts to grow generation after 20, 25 years. It gets stronger. Women are valued in this growth period. And then the infrastructure, because people keep wanting to expand infinitely in a finite world. They don't look at their decisions as based on whether it's good for the entire planet or population. Do you understand that? Like, you can build or live in a high-rise, but what does it take to run that high-rise? You can go down and get food from all around the world at the supermarket today, but what did it cost for that food to get to that market? What environmental cost? What, what impacts did it have? So when you look at what, how you're affecting the planet and the surrounding areas, that makes a huge, huge difference and impact on, on longevity. So now the cycle of societies, these small groups get together, build the infrastructure, will eventually, and this is called the golden age, eventually the people are demanding more and more. And they start electing corrupt leaders who devaluate their currency or exchange they, I mean, and this goes back to ancient times where Greece would start to mix uh, copper and nickel in with the silver to create the coin. And the people were pissed off. They said, look, this isn't even real silver. They said, no, it's the picture on it that adds the value. So, I mean, this has been going on for thousands of years. Look at our federal government. No, we don't need to worry about the debt. It's now $21 trillion. We'll just print more. You know, honestly, it's like having some ignorant teenagers running the country and them not even looking at the consequences. Yeah, they'll make it through this administration, but to heck with the rest? No. So the way society goes is eventually uh, the corrupt officials, and they live beyond their means. So then there's no money for infrastructure. That means that the levees start breaking, and I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about New Orleans. Uh, then the farming fields start to not get the water. And I know you're thinking about the drought in the Ogallala Aquifer in the Midwest um, area, the Great Plains. And, and so all of this structure starts to fail. And then you can look at different areas uh, like Venezuela. And they, they used to be the, one of the 25 top richest countries in the world. And now the, the people are breaking into the zoos to eat the animals because there's no infrastructure for food. There's no self-sufficiency. And when their currency got devalued, they had nothing to exchange 
surrounding communities for because they had these worthless uh, things of paper. So then the barter system down there is starting to get big. The um, What you can trade, because if you can't trade their currency, which is completely devalued, you have to have something of value to trade. So that's the status of what the health of our economy is doing. But realize, eventually, the chaos phase is going to pass. And this is going to be about three to four years. So we have about three to four years of very, very challenging circumstances. The problem is, um, you know, to survive these three to four years, realize that there's going to be physical, chemical, and emotional stressors there's going to be financial, there's going to be disasters, there's going to be interruption in food production, production and infrastructure. Uh, the, the biggest um, positive in this is that people are going to be depending on themselves. See, one of the reasons that the medical system is able to diagnose you with something that's stress-related, call it a disease, and then give you drugs to get you hooked on for life, because I've got to tell you, even though the data shows that lowering blood pressure with a drug makes you sicker, knowing that the New England Journal of Medicine and Harvard Medical School says do not go for your annual physical exam, knowing that there's an inverse relationship, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, of your health and money you spend on the system, uh, it's time to change. So since society is going to survive by becoming more independent, more autonomistic, where, where they, they, the autonomy is, their decisions for their community are vital. Guess what? We can start this, because knowing that this is an inevitable outcome for how we've been working, how we've, our governments have been treating the planet, and how we've been treating the planet, knowing that this is only three to four years of process that we're going through, let's start being independent now. I, and I mean independent in your, your health care and your environment. So if you realize high cholesterol, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, bowel disorders, breathing disorders, all of these things are adaptive physiologic responses. So do you really think that someone with an inflammatory bowel disease Okay, with asthma, with taking um, Motrin, Advil, Aleve, with taking all the chemicals that have been prescribed, that they're sick because this disease is just attacking them? Do you think that somebody with a healthy amount of physical, chemical, and emotional stress, not unhealthy, that they're sleeping through the night, that they've always had an organic plant-based diet, that they're doing things to add joy to their life, that they schedule fun times, that they're doing everything to have healthy physical, chemical, and emotional stress load, that their emotions are strong, that somebody is, is sleeps great, wakes refreshed, has a job that's satisfying, family that's loving and supportive, a plant-based organic lifestyle, they exercise and they have great hope for the future. You're telling me that this person is going to develop high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol or bowel disorders, or anxiety, stress, or depression? I don't think so. Okay, there's going to be a physical challenge. And you look, you look at these people who are misdiagnosed with these diseases, 
Look at their x-ray. They may have had ear infections when they were a kid, indicating pressure on the upper neck area. They may have had antibiotic use, causing a leaky gut. There may have been uh, chemical stressors, such as 72 doses of 17 different vaccines by the time the child is 18 years old. Yeah, that's the current vaccine schedule. Knowing that, that it can cross the blood-brain barrier and inflame the brain. And you know this by just looking at the package insert for the vaccines. So if they say it on the package, it may be happening to the child. Okay, so the, the responses to the environment are not diseases. Realizing that there's going to be a change, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of interesting. When you look at the Chinese character for crisis, it's of two things, of danger and opportunity. So what is a crisis? Is it just a growth period? Is it, um, look at the Black Plague. Black Plague of Europe wiped out um, a third to two-thirds of the population. Now, it happened to wipe out the, most, the wealthiest. Why did it wipe out the wealthiest? Well, they had some of the best medical care around. They did bleeding and quicksilver injections, which is mercury, which toxin, the, toxified the body, and the bleeding, uh, which damaged the body. So their approach to disease was completely antiquated. If you look uh, 400 years from now, do you think that people will look back on our approach to disease as healthy or insane? If you look at 500 years from now, our approach to the environment, will people look back at this time and say, is it healthy or insane? That we're pulling, uh, I mean, we have enough sunlight hitting this planet that if we convert this to energy, just like trees do, um, we have plenty of energy to take care of all of our needs. But instead, we're pulling fossil fuels or <laughs> oil out of the ground destabilizing the ground structures, uh, toxifying the water, and burning stuff that can have a negative effect on our planet. But our entire food production is based on this. Our travel is based on this. Our entertainment, our entire lifestyle is based on this. Without that oil production, uh, our world shuts down. Now, knowing that there's about three days of food left on the shelves, that if there's an interruption in that energy source, if there's, if there's a, um, a physical challenge such as an earthquake that damages the water flow or food supply to, say, L.A., there's 14 million people that live in up there. You shut off the food supply and water supply, what do you have in a week? You have some major, major problems. So uh, being self-sufficient, and I mean self-sufficient for your own body, you got to start taking responsibility for what you put in your body. If you have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, look at the video simply raw. That means you're going to go on a 100% plant-based organic vegan diet. You're not going to have any grains or breads or pasta or cereal or animal products. It's going to be 100% plant-based. And within a week, you're going to see your blood pressure start to go normal. Within a month, your type 2 diabetes will be either gone or reduced. If you have type 1 diabetes, which is only 5% of the diabetics, you're going to see that even change. So let's say you have high blood pressure. 
you're going to deep breathe 10 minutes before you take it. And what are you going to do with high blood pressure? You're going to change to a plant-based organic diet. Uh, if you're eating animals, they've got to be healthy animals, locally sourced, and no more than once a week to once a month. So it's better for the planet, better for your body. If you do have high blood pressure, are you going to change your sleep patterns? Absolutely. What if you have a low-functioning thyroid, adrenal fatigue, or high cholesterol, or inflammatory bowel disease? Do you need to change your sleep patterns? Absolutely. Do you need to look for an underlying physical stressor by having your x-rays checked? So make sure that you have a beautiful curve in the neck and not forward head carriage. Make sure there's not buckling or bending of the spine. Making sure that there's, there's not a damage or degeneration that's putting you in that stress state. What about exercising? And I, I just had the most beautiful conversation with this gal who used to be 150 pounds overweight. Now she's only about 100 pounds overweight. But she could never walk. She's walking literally a half hour a day, six days a week. And, I mean, it's so cool adjusting her because she's gone from a pathologic response like where, where I'm looking at the asymmetrical firing in the muscles, where her muscles aren't firing off correctly, poor sleep patterns, you know, one bowel movement every other day. She's getting three bowel movements a day. She's walking a half hour a day. She's lost 50 pounds. I mean, this is so exciting. She used to be on nine different drugs. She's on none now. Why? Because to drug the symptoms, to drug the symptoms of stress is stupid. It's, it's antiquated. It's not smart to eat, eat animal products that have been shipped all the way around the world and they're sick animals is not smart. So we have to start changing our approach to the world, okay? Because there are going to be challenges. Uh, be as self-sufficient as you can be. Look at your physical, chemical, and emotional stress. You need to make sure that your nervous system is working correctly. You need to make sure that you're exercising and you're healthy and you're able to move. Make, abs make absolute sure that um, you have a healthy diet. That means organic, plant-based diet. Why? Because it's better for the planet. Uh, if you're living in an area that doesn't have a healthy food source, uh, look at buying frozen, uh, organic that's going to be the best chance. If you don't have a way to grow your own, hook up with local growers or people that have a backyard. Um, try and get as independent as you possibly can. Make sure that you have a water filtration system, water stored at your facility, and make sure that you have some access to water. Just plan, because if there is a um, natural disaster, you're going to need at least two to three weeks of water and figure half a gallon of water per person per day. And, and that's going to be absolute bare minimum. So taking care of your environment, taking care of your body, taking care of your uh, community is going to make a huge difference okay, in how we approach this planet. So it's, it's not just gee, I'm off of my cholesterol medications. Really, did you look at the data that cholesterol drugs cause heart, increased heart failure and hardening of the arteries? That cholesterol drugs cause increased risk of cancer? I mean, for what? 
because your doctor is smarter than your own physiology, cholesterol has a function. It has a purpose in the body. So look at your physiology. Is your physiology expressing stress? Absolutely. That's high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, bowel disorders, breathing disorders, skin disorders. That's stress. Then you walk through physical stress. Have I got my physical stressors checked? Chemical stress. Am I organic plant-based um, diet? Okay, emotional stress. Are you doing the neuro-linguistic programming? You're, you're scheduling playtime. You're doing something fun every day. You're looking forward. You're waking up excited. How are you sleeping at night? You've changed your sleep patterns. And now you have hope and excitement for the future. So anything the world spits out, if there's an economic crash, you're going to be okay. You just hang in there, okay? we got about three years. Help others. This is going to be a huge deal. Let's say there's an, an environmental catastrophe, such as Yellowstone blowing up, or you know more problems with Fukushima, or more of the droughts, or more of the fires. Have... Um, Dried food stored. Get get uh, sprouts are great things that you could store. The seeds you can actually grow, but the sprouts you can actually eat. As twenty pounds of sprouts will get you one hundred and fifty pounds of food. So that's a fantastic long-term storage. So be as independent as you can, but also plan for the future. Okay, develop skills, develop barter skills, make yourself valuable to the community. And this is going to be a radical shift because if everybody was valuable to the community, everybody had an independent source of food and water, if there's any crisis, we'd be able to take care of others. And like Albert Schweitzer said, he is happiest who has found his place to serve mankind. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you. And be tonight. Tonight we're going to have another open forum. And um, we're going to make a difference in this world. God bless you, and I love you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.